What's up, everyone? Marco from Open Mat Podcast. And today we have special guests, John and Travis from Elbows Tight and Elbows Tight Podcast. What yes, up, sir. my dudes? What up? What's up, Marco? How's it going today? It's going pretty good. Not so bad. It's really, actually, I want to ask you guys, how's the weather from where you guys are right now? Uh, depends on the time of day. Okay. Um, morning is winter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Afternoon is springtime, followed up by a little bit of summer and then back into winter. Yeah. Yeah. We, we live in the Pacific Northwest, like the very Western point of Washington state. And okay. uh, it's, it's like every day you see all four seasons. It yeah. feels like you dress for all four. Jesus. Yeah. Well, yeah, so. uh, it's supposed to be spring in Montreal. Uh, it was spring yesterday, but <laughs> I think God decided to like give us like five centimeters of wet snow. So this morning it's like just horrible and windy and oh yeah. Yeah, it was so nice the other day. So I'm freezing. That's why I have my hoodie on. I'm just freezing. So, oh man, whatever. Yeah, I wear a hoodie like all the time now just because it's like, it, it's a catch-all. It's a catch-all yeah. for us. And some yeah, really pretty like, nice. I want, yeah. I want some heated mat floors too. <laughs> something I'd like for up here. I was about to see you got some uh, pretty nice hoodies right there. Thank really you. Nice. Thank you. They're very tight. Very tight. <laughs> it's only because we're, we're out of shape right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, can I order something that shows like I have abs when I sit down? Yeah. Like, yeah. We, we recorded the episode uh, a couple weeks ago, and uh, so we batch record our mm-hmm. solo episodes. Yeah. And uh, when I was editing it, I was like, God damn, we look fat as shit in these. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm never not wearing a hoodie again when we record. <laughs> oh, My dad bod is on fleek yeah. right now. It's like no. it's horrible. <laughs> Oh man! So, so I want to ask you guys, what possessed you guys to go on this path of jujitsu? What made you start? What gave you the idea, John? You, you go ahead. Go. No, first. you go right ahead, John. So for me, <laughs> fight uh, it out. <laughs> there, there was no real like I wanted to go do jujitsu. I mm-hmm. was crossfitting at a crossfit gym, and uh, I'm friends with the owner, and he was talking about starting up a jujitsu school, and mm-hmm. uh, he asked if I'd be interested. So I was like, yeah, I mean, whatever burns calories, I'll go try it out. <laughs> and uh, they had a three-day seminar. So I went and did that three-day seminar, and it was pretty long. What was it, like four or five hours yeah, each day? Yeah, yeah. And um, it was pretty brutal. I mean, it was uh, – I was getting my ass kicked right out. I mean, just from the start, I was like, okay, if I'm getting my ass whipped this easy, like I'm strong, I was younger, and I was like – and I'm just getting manhandled. I was like, all right, I'm going to have to stick with this and, and, and see what's going on. I got to shore up these weaknesses. And, and that's pretty much how it started for me. That's yeah, cool. very very similar to John's story, except for I wrestled a little bit in high school. So I had just like a, a very small grappling experience background. And uh, in our old, our, our first gym where he used to take his daughters to gymnastics, we had a CrossFit gym downstairs mm-hmm. in some racquetball courts. And uh, we would go upstairs when the gymnastics were done, and every once in a while we would wrestle around. And Cody, our school owner, would put it on us. And uh, so uh, one day he was talking about the same thing. He was talking about doing doing jujitsu, and I was like, "Dude, if you do it, I'll, I'll be there 100 percent." And same thing got got there. Uh, younger, healthier, stronger meant absolutely <laughs> nothing. Got my butt whooped by a one stripe 18 year old white belt. Uh, he, he was a monster. He, he was, was an animal. All of was, us. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, then there was like a 250 pound white belt that had grappled for maybe six months. 
uh, I think he probably broke three people's backs while we were there. Just, you know, you can't be that big and spazzy. And this guy would just put it on you, too. You remember him? Oh, I do. Yeah, he was flexible, too. It was kind of weird. Uh, but, yeah, and then, you know, fell in love with it and, and been doing it now coming up on five years. Yep. Five years now. So oh, nice. That's both cool. blue belts. That's good. I have a I'm actually rankless. I have no belt because I am uh, mostly in the nogi. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think like most nogi or no, most schools now don't really have a, a ranking system if it's not like 10th planet kind of thing. But yeah, I'm just rankless. I'm I'll be called the white belt, but I have about almost two years experience. Oh, it's nice. still yeah, it's pretty good. As long as I'm, I'm beating the new people walking in that's my progress right there that's that's, that's how i right. know okay something is working so pretty happy that's what we that. tell people we're like we're like yeah you're gonna feel like you're getting your butt kicked for a long time until that new guy shows up and then you're gonna be like come on man let me yeah, let exactly. me let me show you a few things it's funny because i have a i have this conversation with my, my brother and other people too in the family yeah if i come to your school i'll just kick all your asses and use strength <laughs> what are you talking about no really? Yeah, it's because they have like a black belt and watching UFC and they have this like this idea like they're they're so strong. Like, yeah, I can like listen, I know you watched Rocky Four last night. I know you're <laughs> I know you're pumped right now. I, I, I feel it that you're pumped, but it's you have to face reality. You're going to get destroyed. Yeah. But in all fairness, I was that guy too. Like I, I walked in, I'm a freak, I'm I'm still in good shape for my age. Like, even though some of them are like ten years younger, I'm gonna kick their asses like fucking got manhandled in seconds seconds i yeah. couldn't believe what i was absorbing right now but when you guys first started did you did you have that idea though when you started like i'm gonna kill everyone because i'm so young or it was just like you got a little bit scared in the beginning or like what, what was your what was your like mentality when you first first started when you just walked into the gym uh i was i, I thought i was gonna do better than i i did like i mentioned because i was like 170 pounds strong as an ox Mm-hmm. Uh, really good shape. I did like competitive CrossFit, so I, I felt like I had pretty good cardio. So going in there, I knew I wasn't going to do very good at jujitsu because I didn't know jujitsu, but I mm-hmm. thought I would be able to handle it better. But first round, three minutes in, I'm like, I would die. Like literally, I would die in the streets. Someone would murder me if I <laughs> if I fell to the ground and they had just a little bit of training. Great. So, <laughs> but it was it was a good experience. I mean. Mm-hmm. uh it was very, I wouldn't say humbling because it's not like I had an ego going into it, but it was an eye opener that, you know, your fitness, your, your strength, none of that really matters. If someone just mm-hmm. knows how to weather the storm, you know? Yeah. I just went into it with an open mind. I, w- I wasn't really, I didn't even know what I was getting into really. So I didn't know. So I was like, <laughs> we'll just, we'll just check this out. I mean, growing up, I watched boxing a lot, never mm-hmm. really followed um, the UFC or MMA fights or anything like that. So no idea really what I was getting into. So I just went into it with an open mind and it, it was fine. Once the 18 year old was kicking my ass and I was 39, I think when I started, oh, nice. I was like, all right, well, his one strike, he's like a God in here. <laughs> Might as well be a black belt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was like, all right, you know, you know, just different mentality. Just thinking about, um, you know, I always thought if I needed self-defense out in the street, it was always going to be my sidearm, not any hand to hand. So, that yeah. was interesting. Yeah. And you, another thing about our journey, too, is our school was brand new when we all started. So it was yeah. predominantly white belts. Well, it was all, only white belts, all, <laughs> okay. all white belts, brand new. And our only colored belt we had was Cody, who had just been promoted to purple belt to open the school. So oh, under nice. the guy that did the three day seminar. So it was all of us were brand new to it. So we all had the same like 
spazzy, like <laughs> what the hell's going on, you know, cause you could only imagine, we always talk about, you know, don't spar with white belts, but if yeah. all you have is brand new white belts, you know, you could imagine the, the hell that happened on those mats. Yeah. We but, were horrible, horrible, yeah. horrible. <laughs> I mean, we were like elbows into thighs yeah. trying to break up your legit. guard. <laughs> I was like, let me bruise the inside of that thigh. It'll open up. Going uh, like uh, trying to do like a paper cutter in someone's guard as you're like stacking. That. It was yeah, horrible. Yeah. I didn't even I completely forget about how bad we actually yeah, were. Like, oh, why are my ribs going out every day? Yeah. Like, we yeah. It was so bad. We had guys that were in their fifties that would come, you know, and they wanted to do, <laughs> they wanted to do jujitsu with us. And like one guy had a rib popped out every class, Ooh, every wow. class he attended. He's all like, all right, I guess I'm done. You know, and then he's trying to invert and like he's like herniating a disc and he's like, this is just ain't for me anymore. And I think it was probably because we were just so yeah. bad at, you know, the class was. So it's a lot different now, obviously. Now we've been a school for about five years and, you know, now now we understand like, hey, brand new white belt. Do not roll with the brand new white belt. Like, yeah. come over here. Let's <laughs> let's have a little bit of fun first, because that could be very daunting for people, too. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. Because for sure, there's all uh, like at my school, I, I do once in a while get those kids, mostly kids that uh, quote unquote, I see red, bro. So they see red, they yeah. see kill. I got to kill, kill, kill. And I do appreciate when the coach does like step in and say, listen, calm down. Like you got to relax. You're going to not hurt them, but more importantly, you're going to hurt yourself. And mm -hmm. that has happened where people just like snap their their ankle on, on a bad roll because just bad positioning, bad leverage. And it's like, yep. Jesus, like, calm down, dude. It's like, and it, and I actually, on that note, I only saw my coach get mad once. And that's when I had the greatest respect for him. I don't know if you guys ever had this at your school, but like, uh, there was a new guy, big guy, two, actually two big guys, but one of them was really aggressive, uh, going after this young 17 year old, probably like 150 pounds. And this guy was over 200 pounds easy. So after the third warning, my coach just lost it on him. He's like, listen, it's three warnings. What the F are you doing? Kind of thing. You're going to hurt him. And he just like pretty much kicked him out of the school. And for that, I kind of had the greatest respect for him because it shows that he's actually caring for his students because this, yeah. this guy can, he's going to hurt like everybody. I don't know what he's going through, but he was like about to destroy you. Did you guys ever have that moment where like there was someone going a little bit too hard in the gym and you're like, hey, you guys have to like settle down a bit or, uh, you know, to that extreme. If I'm going with anyone, nah, I guess I may have felt like I was going with someone like really hard. Like, I don't know mm -hmm. if you ever heard our bear story. Yeah, um, but normally I just roll through it. I just switch mm -hmm. to like purely defensive, and yeah, and, that, and that's it. I just, I just get through it. I, sometimes if they're really new, I'll just tell them, "Hey, man, you can calm down. Yeah, like, you don't you don't have to go so hard. Just relax, breathe, you know." But yeah, I was that guy. I was <laughs> for the first like two years of our oh, our our journey. <laughs> it uh -huh. was like Travis, stop going so hard. Travis, stop using so much strength. Travis, you're you're hurting people. And I, I don't think I ever actually hurt anyone, but you mm -hmm. know, people were in fear because, uh, I would use too much strength. And John had yeah. a good point about, you know, when it's, uh, it, instead of like saying, Hey, stop using so much strength. How about you learn how to counter the strength? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's why he goes so defensive sometimes. Like, cause it's like, he's the best way he can counter it is by just letting you work and hopefully tiring your ass out. Yeah. yeah I'll yeah, just hold much. them. I'll hug them, whatever. I'll just let them get tired. Yeah. Whisper in his ear kind of thing. Yeah, but now, now if I roll with like someone that's a uh, you know using a lot of strength or or something like that, uh, I usually just get to a dominant position and just cook them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. let them like wear them out. Like all right, dude, like this is only going to last for so long. You know, so <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't let them get in mount. I don't let them get in, in, in too dominant of a position. I'll still let them work. You know, and use their momentum to like sweep them or something like that. But yeah. uh, it's a uh, it's a lot easier now to 
to tame the bear, you know? Yeah. So <laughs> that's, yeah, it's true though. I, I noticed that too. I, I rolled with this relatively new guy. He's been at the gym for about a month and he's a, he's a much bigger guy than me. I'm about 180. He's well over 200 pounds and he looks like a really strong guy. Uh, but it's the point where it's like, he's wrestling me. He's really aggressive. He's not even going for my legs. Like they're trying to pass my legs. He's just like using his hands to get to me, my neck. But it's like, my legs are in front of you. Like try his, like push my legs. He's just like, Ugh! and he's yeah. probably after two minutes, he finally gave up. And I just like put him in a, in a triangle, but, but I realized that. And it's, I'm not that white belt that I'm, oh my God, what am I doing? It's like, oh great. I can actually make these people get tired kind of thing. Yeah. It's kind of happy for me. So yeah, it's a great superpower to have. Yeah, it is. I tell my wife, she's like, "Oh, I did this and that." I was like, "Oh, that's that's good, good stuff." That's, I'm so happy for you. My wife like has no idea what I'm talking about. It's like <laughs> I told her I did like, and the, and here's a weird thing. I don't know if you guys do this. Here, I do this on my wife a lot. I always Whoa, go. Wait, wait, what we're about to talk about here? <laughs> okay, it's Kimura, <laughs> Kimura grips. Okay, before we get rated PG here, it's. <laughs> I do a lot of tra- like a lot of Kimura grips on. I just go up to her, I pretend I give her a hug, and I just like transition Kimura, or I do Americana, yeah. or like, what are you doing? I'm like, well, if I just push a little bit more, she's like, oh my god, and it's yeah. like, but like, why are you doing this for me? Well, I told her, honey, I'm practicing. She's like, what are you practicing? You're not even doing like she's like, you're not putting force until you did at the end. She's like, yeah, but I'm just practicing that grip. I'm just like, or I go like a rear naked. And I, just, I do it like a different way, or just like, I'm just constantly giving her weird hugs and positioning. <laughs> It's so weird how I use jiu-jitsu without her knowing, but like I'm, I'm always thinking about it in my house. Yeah. Do you guys think about jiu-jitsu all the time, or is it just like when you're at the gym, or is it also at home too? That I think- uh, well, I, I, I run basically the podcast, you know, seven days a week, looking uh-huh. for guests, making content and stuff like that. So it all, it's always on my mind. And then John, you yeah. know, we're best friends, live across the street from each other. Literally, if I open up this window, you can see his house, hey, right? John. And <laughs> It's uh like we talk about it quite a bit too, but I don't think nearly as much as we used to. No, the first couple of years, mm-hmm. man, it was like nonstop. That's all we yeah. really thought about. You know, you'd wake up in the middle of the night holding your pillow all weird. But... <laughs> you no longer roll over. You now you only switch your hips when you want to roll over <laughs> on yeah, the side. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, we still think about it. Like uh, I would definitely not to the extent when we first started. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really, I just think it's because the you know you're not trying to remember so much it's kind of yeah. ingrained now so you don't have to spend so much time thinking about everything yeah, yeah. like i don't we don't really like watch technique videos anymore yeah, same or here. or you know we used to when we were were in japan for a couple months for work mm-hmm. uh it was like seven days a week we were jujitsu <laughs> we were white belts at the time both of us four four stripe white belts and it was you know jujitsu three times a week and then on the days that we weren't doing jujitsu is like in the gym or watching technique videos. And then on the weekends open mat, and then we would go in there by ourselves and we would just practice, practice, practice yeah. watching like Roy Dean's TV and, okay, and yeah, doing, yeah. doing technique like that. So, but now we don't really give a shit. So it's like, <laughs> and when we were in Japan, it was just us. So we could really dedicate a lot of time yeah, to, yeah, we didn't have our families there. Nutrition, so. sleeping, yeah. training. Once we got back, you know, we're with our families. So, that's out the window. <laughs> yes. No more sleep. Bye bye sleep. Yeah. Bye bye nutrition. You know, like... <laughs> oh man. So. And do you guys have any any preference for like jujitsu? Like, do you guys prefer more nogi or the gi? Which way you guys go? Like, if I'm getting smashed, I wish it was nogi because it's easier for me to get out of. Uh, okay. <laughs> but when it's uh the young guys that are really energetic, I do prefer the gi because I can slow them down. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, put that friction makes it a lot easier for me. Yeah. But um, 
what I have noticed is people that do no gi um, pretty much nonstop when they transition over to gi, mm-hmm. dude, they're smoking people. Like, uh, you know, it's, you know, you could do no gi for 15 years and yeah. people are like, oh, you're a white belt, da da da. And then you go in and you put on that white belt, like our friend Rob. Yeah. Like, dude, smoking everyone. I was like, oh, good lord. Like, That's good to hear. Man, some belts quickly, please. <laughs> yeah, I prefer, I prefer gi, but uh, I kind of go back and forth. Like, uh, I prefer gi because that's the class that our instructor teaches mm-hmm. is gi, right? Yeah. So uh, for him to get eyes on me, I have to attend the gi class because yeah. our no gi class is taught by a fellow blue belt. Mm-hmm. And uh, But I do enjoy no gi when I go. I'm like, whenever I'm done with the class, I'm like, I got to start doing that shit more, you know? But predominantly gi right now. Yeah, for sure. Even me, when I started, I thought I felt like I had to learn gi. And I didn't even, like, do a trial class. I just bought a gi, and I signed up the gym. And I'm like, okay, this is me so cool. I'm like a karate kid, but, like, even cooler and all this shit. And then I realized that I did one trial class of no gi. I'm like, holy crap. And being older at that time, I think I, th- I started at 36, maybe. I'm like, shit, I'm keeping up with the young guys, and it's actually harder. And I just preferred it, the no gi, because the speed – I wasn't used to that speed. I'm like, holy shit, it's so explosive. But I wanted the opposite. I wanted it to be slower. So I, want, I thought gi was better for me. And I just did a 360. And I honestly think I did maybe no more than, like, a dozen classes of gi. That's it. I've been a no gi guy for, like, the longest – like, for those two, almost two years now. And that's what I'm worried about. Like, I thought I wanted to do gi because I was so focused on belts and rankings. And I thought that would make me a better jujitsu practitioner or whatever. But then I'm like, I think at a certain point, I just gave up on caring about the belt. And I know one right. day it might come to me whenever it does. And that's a question I want to ask you guys. Like, is like a belt or ranking really important for you? Or is it like something we shouldn't be focused on? Like, what's, like should you be focused on the belt or not really? Like, what do you guys think about that really? John, you want to take this? John usually has controversial opinions, so yeah. I'll start his. And I'll, I, I don't, I don't care about the belt. Um, <laughs> okay. I did it first when we started, right? I like, I really wanted that blue belt, but mm-hmm. not like to show that I'm like any good at jujitsu. Mm-hmm. I wanted it to show that I put in the time in jujitsu yeah. for it to yes. mean I took it seriously. Um, that's all I wanted it for, and we, man, we were training hard to get it, <laughs> and. uh when I got it, I was like, okay, I still suck, but at least I have the blue belt now. <laughs> and um, I don't know, it changed, right? Like, I felt zero pressure as a white belt. And then when you start advancing, like, you start getting pressure. Like, now mm-hmm. you feel like, okay, man, now I got this. I got I to gotta be a certain way. And um, I didn't really like that. I didn't care for it. I don't like testing. Um, that was like a stress and a pressure I didn't want. I don't mm-hmm. ever want to do that again. Um when like even now when we go to class you have to kind of like sign in and that's how they track you it, it, they look oh. at that if they're thinking about um promotions and things of that nature i'm not ever gonna sign in unless yeah. somebody signs me in there i don't care <laughs> uh if it's like hey you need to show up to this class uh you're gonna get a belt i'm probably not gonna show up to that class <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't want that pressure at all anymore so uh yeah i don't really care I, at this point i've learned it's not the belt that says how good you are i mean the belt is a a sign of respect it shows yeah. you've been doing this for a long time but guess what if you're a badass white belt that picks this shit up in a year and a half and you're picking up stuff fast you can be tapping out blues and purples right like, yeah you're good or you're not it's, it, that that belt you know, i mean you could be garbage and go buy a black belt and put it on and, and get your ass seen it all day you know <laughs> what i mean like amazon so yeah. for me the belt's not that important but i did yeah. want that blue belt only to show that i was willing to put up the time and the injuries and all that 
just to show that I was committed to it. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, uh, I, 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 I kind of agree. Uh, well, kind of. No, I, I agree with John. It doesn't matter. I think, especially when you first start, you see these color belts, and you're like, holy shit, man. Like, I can't wait to be a blue belt. It's going to be, I'm going to be like crushing people when I'm a blue belt. Or, you know, you, you put these belts on a pedestal because yeah. you, you really want to achieve it. And then you put in the work, you put in a lot of time and effort and everything like that. And then when you get that new blue belt tied around your waist, you're like, like, yeah, that's cool. And then you realize like, all right, this is the longest belt in this whole freaking process. <laughs> yeah. Now I have years at this belt. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so uh, there, it, it has its pros and cons. You know, I, I think it's a, it's a great way to track progress. Like John said, mm -hmm. uh, it's a great way for your instructor to show appreciation for what you're doing on the map. You know, yeah. it's a same thing with stripes. Um, I think it's, I don't think it's bad to focus on it. I think it's bad to have a unhealthy relationship with yeah, focusing very good, on yeah, it. True. You know what I mean? Like you can't, yeah. you can't, you can't make that your, your predominant goal in jujitsu because you're going to miss out on a lot of things that need to be done in order to get it. You know, if you're constantly looking at why am I not a blue belt? I want my blue belt. I want my blue belt. You're going to, you're going to get lost in the weeds. You're going to see the, the trees of the forest, right? Yeah. The trees in the forest or whatever it's called, mm -hmm. you know? So I think it's good and bad. It's it's all about the relationship you have with that goal. No, I think that's spot on actually. Cause when I first started, I did focus on just when am I get this belt? When am I get a blue belt? When am I get this? Mm -hmm. Like when it's going to come to Nogi now, when, when we have a belt system, that's all I cared about. And I think a couple months ago, when I finally stopped caring about belts, that's when my game changed. That's mm -hmm. when I noticed that, Oh shit. Now I'm positioning myself better. I'm getting a better, better more dominant position position oh shit my chokes are going in tighter this is because i'm not so focused on this belt and I, I think i've come to realize that it's not just because you have a belt means you're better than everyone it's just that shows a, you know, a little bit of respect and your knowledge for jujitsu because in reality let's say i have no rank doesn't mean i can beat blue belts or purple belts or whatever it just it just means you have more knowledge than me and maybe today's my day that's all i have a good day and i, I can beat you yeah. but there's also people who can train like me being a, us being dads and stuff. Like I can only train twice a week, hopefully three times soon. Yeah. Same. I hope honey, if you're listening to me, I need three times a week. <laughs> I love you in advance. And I'm sorry for the new mic I ordered, but let's say, <laughs> <laughs> but let's say I can do three times a week or, or let's say a, a younger guy than me. And I started a year before him. If he's doing five times a week and I'm doing twice a week, this guy's going to pick up real fast. And in six oh, yeah. months, this guy's going to be a problem against me because now he's younger and now he's been training more than me. And on top of that, he's probably doing competitions where I have still yet to do a competition, which is something on my list this year. And speaking of competitions, have you guys done competitions or plan on doing more competitions now? I did one. That's, that's more he's than me. Different. He's good. That's more than me. I haven't, I haven't competed yet. I actually was just thinking about it this morning. There's a competition Ooh. coming up in June. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I was like, Oh man, that'd be a perfect time. It's like June 22nd. So that'd mm -hmm. give me like three months to prepare oh, for yeah. it. Uh, I haven't, I literally haven't trained in two weeks because my work has been so busy. Mm -hmm. I've been on 12 hour shifts. Yeah. So it's hard for me with the job I have to sign up for a competition when I can't take it seriously, because I don't want to sign up for a competition and then all of a sudden, boom, I can't, I, I can't train for the three weeks leading up to it because I'm yeah. so busy. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's, uh, but I feel like if I have ample enough time, I'll have enough time to overcome those barriers. You know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. want to just sign up for one that's next month, because if anything happens within that next month, it's going to, you know, adversely affect my 
preparation for the competition. So I'm looking at in June doing my first competition. Long, long winded answer to your question. I say don't, I say don't train for it. Just sign up and go do it. Yeah. Yes, we'll see what, yeah. What's that's, stuck for the last five years. That's true. That's true. John, John, you know, wisdom over here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, that's the way I would do it. It's funny though, because uh, do you guys have your competitions like locally in your area or is it like, go, like, go like to another state kind of thing? No, yeah, we live in Washington State, right across, like I said, from uh, right across from Seattle. Okay. So we have a huge, like, there's always up in uh, BC, they have them. Okay. You know, you just, you could just go straight into Canada. They have them right in BC. Okay. And then they're all over, all yeah, over the area around, around us. Yeah. Wow. Well, you can literally do one like once, once a month or wow. once a week. Like, yeah, you could, if you're willing to travel throughout the state or go to a, another state, you can do one like once okay. a week here. Well, here don't cut in, uh, weight, man. Just don't... <laughs> go up a weight class if you're worried about yeah. it. Yeah, don't cut weight. Yeah, you're... I'm like 210 right now, so I'm gonna be if I go up a weight class, I'm gonna be with like the ultra, ultra heavy weights. weights I'm yeah. Like, oh my god, <laughs> I'm not that big of a guy. Jesus. Have you went and watched any? Sorry. Have you went and watched any competitions? No, no. I, I'd say go watch it. Go scout it out first. Yeah, I did that. That helped me out a lot. So I watched all my friends compete, mm. and then I was like, all right, what worked for them, what didn't? Yeah. And then I was like, all right, <laughs> now I'll go do it. And I was like, I saw how they were all gassed from trying to cut weight. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that at all. <laughs> yeah, and literally our, our buddy Derek, he he mentioned that right at the right after his first match, mm -hmm. he cut weight to go down, and he didn't have enough time to rehydrate or to really get anything in his system. Yeah. And he said his hands and forearms on his first match just, like, completely seized up. Like, he's like, right. I just can't move my hands. And it's because of the weight cut, you know, Jeez. and everyone afterwards is like, okay, I'm never cutting weight for a competition <laughs> again. I, there's no reason for me to weight cut for a $5 yeah. medal, you know. <laughs> it's true, though. But mm -hmm. the reason why I asked about that is because, like, here in uh, Montreal, well, actually in Quebec, which Montreal is located in Quebec, uh, it's actually illegal to have jujitsu competitions in Quebec. So I thought they just legalized it. They just legalized it. Yeah. They just, just legalized it. So for now, uh, all future competitions like i have to go at least two hours out to like let's say the closest one is in ottawa after that's toronto which is about six hour drive so mm. for mm. me it's like holy shit man I, two hours go two hours come back traffic all this stuff maybe five hours just go for a two dollar medal if i win or just to go there lose in six yeah. seconds come back home yeah ah, yeah man. so that was john's goal right what was your goal for your first competition not, so my goal was not to be submitted in 15 seconds oh, i man. was like all right i just want to hit the 15 second mark but uh <laughs> It was fine. Like, um, yeah, it wasn't that big a deal. Once they start the the match, like you're not hearing anything. You're not. And Revolution has a ton of people in it that are in stands. I mean, yeah. it's pretty packed. Yeah. You don't. I didn't see any of them. Like, the only. And I've learned that I don't like people coaching me from like the sidelines, mm -hmm. like telling me what to do. The only thing I want to hear when I'm in a match is how much time's left. Like, yes that's it that's all i want to hear yeah like uh you know that that helped out a lot when i'd hear 30 seconds 15 seconds i was like thank god this match is almost over yeah that's what i tell my yeah. wife too 15 yeah. seconds 30 <laughs> seconds <laughs> but uh it's all good i think yeah. i think you should go compete you'll you'll like it and yeah i think you're gonna find out you you've got stuff ingrained that you're not even gonna have to think about that's gonna happen during the round yeah they should actually introduce like a, a ribbon like for jujitsu, just like in track and field, like I got like a ribbon years ago when I was a kid, like for seventh or ninth place. Yeah, that's, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> ninth place, uh, but <laughs> yeah, I, I told myself for these competitions, like I'm not getting any younger, and I still feel fantastic at uh, soon to be 38. Like uh, I'm outperforming these young guys. Not to say like I'm anything special, but like. 
No, people at home are going to hear this. Next uh, thing you know, you're going to walk into the gym. They're going to whoop you. Like, I'll bring it on. I, did, I didn't feel a drop off till 40. <laughs> like, so. It's good to hear. I, I, I just feel yeah. great. And this is coming back from like a uh, severe back injury, probably five or six years ago that really like played mind on like, games on my mind. Like I'm not going to do anything. People talk saying, don't do nothing. Don't do like, just walk, like be careful. Just take like Tylenol, Advil, all these like prescriptions. Like for, for why, why I have to live in this, 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 fear like what are you guys trying to sell here over here so like did you guys ever think like since let's say we're older jujitsu practitioners that you ever got scared of like getting hurt or did you come back from an injury like is like getting hurt ever in your mind or does it play a factor in your jujitsu game yeah every every day (laughs) (laughs) every class i don't roll with people because i don't want to get hurt i have a 401k to worry about i'm (laughs) like i'm not trying to have some brand new guy lock in a kimura and snap my shoulder and i can't hold my kids you know yeah it's definitely a fear but i mean it's uh, something that we all all have to deal with and and worry about i feel like we worry about getting injured a lot more than injuries happen though Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so i don't worry about getting hurt now i'm like i feel like uh (laughs) <laughs> no i mean i feel like i'm defensive <laughs> enough i don't really worry about it now unless it's some like freak injury that just happens i'm, I'm not worried about it yeah anymore. but john did just come back from a major injury though yeah well i've had two shoulder surgeries so oh. i uh i just those i'm always a little cautious of but yeah i just tap really early mm-hmm. if somebody's you know getting uh the arm up over my head or if they're pushing out my arms i'll just tap it's i don't even worry about it anymore yeah and i'll tell them like yeah sorry you were gonna get it one way or the other. I just I just don't want the arm extended over my head like that, so I'll just tap. Yeah, for sure. So, what was your? What about uh, you? You worry about injuries? Well, considering I already went through a horrible back injury years ago that uh, screwed me up for about six months to a year, where my wife had to put the, my socks on for me because I couldn't do it. Ooh. Yeah, it was also even going to work. I like I didn't take any sick leave. I just I still went to work maybe a month later, and I couldn't give you an idea. Uh, in central or well, downtown area, uh, we have this crossing light that it's about 30 second light, right? So the cross street is 30 seconds long. That's a lot of time. Average person probably cross it in 10, 12 seconds. The light turned 30. I'm still three quarters of the way from walking. So it took wow. me a good, almost 40 seconds to cross from one corner of the street to the other. That's how Damn. slow I was going. I was so scared. I was like, if someone wants to mug me right now, regardless, I have no training back then. It will be ideal to kill me now because I couldn't move. <laughs> I couldn't run. Can't only, run. Can't get away. The only thing I would do like, is like, just don't touch me. Just, just whatever you want. I would, I would do. scream rape, throw my wallet at them. Hopefully I can hit them in the face with my wallet. But then again, uh, I, I don't have throw much. Your back out some more. <laughs> throw my back some more. And I wouldn't make much damage anyways. I don't have that much money on me anyways, but. But just to say, it was the most scariest part of my life. And doing that, everything I get today is like, I don't know, it's a joke to me. Like, I just hurt my back last week. I had a little pinched nerve. I, we were doing stack passing, and I probably was trying to escape the stack pass. And I probably didn't roll, or I stopped halfway in my roll, which is the worst. If you're supposed to commit to your roll, you're going backwards. I yeah. think I must have stopped. I didn't feel anything. But the next morning, I'm like, holy shit, I have a, like a pinch the size of a quarter or something, like a little dollar. And it's just killing me. I feel good now, but like things come and go. You know, you want to get like, uh, you guys spoke about rib injuries. When people unintentionally even just graze my ribs, I got this twice. They just like a little poke with the elbow. Their foot accidentally kicked me. I was out for like four weeks. 
and and I think to myself, God damn it, I have so much respect for like people who like do UFC and, and stuff. Because imagine the beatings they get. And oh, I'm, I know, right? I'm, I'm out for four weeks because I grazed my 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 rib on somebody's elbow. <laughs> Meanwhile, these guys' faces exploded. They're probably out for like three or four months, which is something we don't know about, right? You just see it on you know, right. pay per view. Oh, it's, they're they're good. And you'll see them three four months later, fully healed. But yeah, it's, it's like, was there any? Well, John, besides like Travis, what was your greatest injury you had? Or latest? I so <clears throat> I haven't had too many major injuries. If I get like a little tweak here or there, I'm usually pretty good about mm-hmm. uh, taking the time required to let it heal up just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have a uh, in my right knee from the military. I have mm-hmm. a uh, I have tendonitis in my patella tendon. Mm-hmm. So for a while there, uh, it's the tendon underneath on the bottom of your knee that connects it to your your leg, the okay. the bottom side tendon. Okay. And uh, so it's like three or four times inflamed than uh, normally is. So sometimes it actually, it bothers me quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> for a while there, we were doing takedowns and that hit the corner of one of the mats I... in like where the mats are connected. Yes. And dude, it was like excruciating pain. Like I had like stopped. I was like, I'm not doing any more takedowns. If I'm, I'm going to pull guard for a little bit. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> But that was probably about it. And that was, you know, that was maybe a month of it just being inflamed really bad and everything like that. I haven't really hurt my back too much mm-hmm. or or anything like that. Um, just the typical beat upness, you know, it, that, that we go through. But luckily, you know, knock on wood. Yeah, not I can't think of any real injuries in jiu-jitsu. Maybe a, I've got a permanent bent finger. That's about it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, from it breaking. Uh, yeah, I went to scoop down and grab some legs, you mm-hmm. know. And my pinky caught the mat all the way with all that force, and it rolled the, the uh, finger yeah. back. Oof. Yeah, and my buddy just grabbed it and ripped it back over, and we taped it. But Jeez. it's never been—it's never been the same. It's always crooked now. Yeah, and that looks like Captain Hook with yeah. the pinky. <laughs> <laughs> it's my good hand. It, I think that's like the biggest jujitsu <laughs> injury. You know? Grab my strong hand. Grab my strong hand. <laughs> oh man, that's like my you know what my wife always asks me every time i come home because i do night uh, night courses normally so i get home around let's say nine or ten in the evening black stripe (laughs) and she asks me are you okay and i'm about 50 percent of the time i'm lying i'm like yeah i'm good great great night meanwhile you know (laughs) i got seven cuts someone decided not to cut their nails tonight and freaking cut my throat open with a pinky or somewhat or we did a lot of shin to shin uh, passing so my Mm. I know it's burning, but the next morning it just turns like all super red. So I know that's a problem. My back, yeah, my shoulder again. But inside, I'm keeping it in for her. Like if I if I complain yeah. to her that jujitsu is hurting me or I'm getting hurt, she's like, just then stop. why do you do it? Then why do you do it? Because I want to pay a lot of money to wear spandex to kill people. That's what my passion is. That's my calling in life to wear either a pajama and do some slamming or wear some spandex and just get really sweaty and fight men. That's what I like to do. I just want to know what kind of look do you have on your face for your wife to stop you when the second you walk in the door and you're like, she's like, are you okay? <laughs> That's why I always like, I keep the same eyes face. Are swollen from crying. <laughs> it's always the same face. This is my happy face right now. <laughs> now I know you guys at home won't be able to see that unless you're watching on Spotify or YouTube, but that is my happy face. It's my same face. Happy and sad. Yeah. It's always the same. But then again, I always cry in the shower just before I go see her. So I can't go shower. 
I'm crying. I'm like, let it all out. Then I'm like, go in the yeah. room. I'm like, okay, I'm good, guys. I'm good. It's the shampoo, I promise. It's, it's the, the shampoo sh- in my it's eye. This, it's this new shampoo. You got to put a stool in the shower. That's what I do. <laughs> hot water, sh- sit down, and I'm done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, what, what are you thinking to play cards or something? <laughs> <laughs> Just sitting in the corner drinking a beer, like, God damn, that escalated quickly. <laughs> but, but let's say after all this pain and all this suffering we do and you know we pay money to get potential five dollar medals and just hurt each other there has to be a time that you guys feel that was there a time that you guys felt like why am i doing this shit should i just stop is it is it i'm done with jujitsu did you ever feel that am i done with the jujitsu kind of thing uh yeah (laughs) several times yeah but (laughs) to put it into context john's whole goal in jujitsu was to get a blue belt now he's hit the pinnacle so he's like i don't even know why i train anymore for me (laughs) he's got the apex there's no more climate (laughs) Uh, hey look i think the older you get you start thinking about it like how long can i do this like i said i noticed the drop off at 40 Mm -hmm. i turned 45 in a couple months right like uh i mean i think about it like how long can i do this because it is a beating oh yeah like you know, it starts impacting all kinds of stuff. You could you could say blue we'll blue is the new black. There you go. So blue is the new black belt. There, that's all. And just yeah. stop. There you go. There you go. <laughs> but really, I just I don't know. Keep motivated. You know, just try to go two or three times a week. Mm-hmm. Still enjoy life. Do the other hobbies, and then as long as you're having fun, I think it's easy to continue yeah. doing it. If you start going down this dark rabbit hole of you suck, is that why you should quit? Yeah. Or if it's starting to take your like, if you know, we talked about it. Other, if you're starting to like miss your kids' games and family activities because you have to go to jujitsu, that's probably where you're going to start going down the wrong path. Mm-hmm. Because it's not your life; it's a part of your life, and you shouldn't get so enamored with it that you're going to miss other things. Or like, oh my god, I missed a class. You feel horrible. You shouldn't feel that way. You're not full time uh, athletes, and that isn't your full time mm-hmm. job. And keeping that in mind, it's easier to continue to go. Yeah. Yeah, I think I've gone through like my blue belt blues. And like you mentioned (laughs) earlier, you get this mindset change of like, you just want to have fun. And uh, a couple couple months ago, I kind of had that mind shift or mind shift, Mm -hmm. mindset shift, Jesus. Um, (laughs) Take three. uh, Where I was like, you know what, I'm just going to do whatever. I'm going to go to class. I just want to be with my friends, be around like-minded people, get some good exercise in and uh, whatever happens, happens. And like, same thing as you, like, I felt like a, a big difference in my game. And, you know, once I started having fun, I didn't care about who's submitting me. Oh no, a white belt caught me. Like, I don't really care. Like hopefully a day one white belt catches me one day. You know what I mean? Like, cause that yeah. means he's doing something right, you know? So that's a good thing. Uh, but yeah, I definitely, I wouldn't say I wanted to quit, but I definitely found it very hard to want to go. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like there was a very low motivation to show up to class because I felt like we were doing no offense to like if people are listening to that train with us, like, you know, it just wasn't exciting. Like I was like, we're kind of doing the same stuff. Yeah. Class is kind of boring. You know, it's like I'm not I don't feel like I'm really doing anything while I'm there. You know, it's all like this internal stuff. And to John's point, you know, it was more of like you know, taking over my life instead of being a part of it. And I felt like, man, if I don't go to jujitsu tonight, then I'm screwed or, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to fall behind or, you know, when am I going to get my purple belt? But yeah, now I just don't care. Now I just go to go have fun. That's good. Yeah. Cause even myself, like when I, I have to miss, let's say this Wednesday, I do, I normally look at a Monday, Wednesday kind of schedule. And Mm -hmm. this Wednesday, my wife wasn't feeling well. 
So she's yeah. she, and she's she's nice, my wife. She's great for this. She's like go because she knows jujitsu is important to me. But you know, there's certain decisions in life where yes, I love jujitsu. I love to go. It keeps me in shape and all this stuff. But if my wife is sick, she's finishing late work. You know, I have to pick up my son, bring him to, to the doctor, this and that. Well, yeah, I can't like prioritize jujitsu for my family. My obviously, my family comes first. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. But my wife, like she knew, like she knows I love jujitsu. But I don't feel guilty missing class because I gotta take care of them. But it's again, it's not like you guys are saying. Like, it's not like you're a professional athlete and you have to go every day and feel like shit. Yeah, it's okay to miss class. I think okay, like you feel like you're missing out, but it's okay. Like it's on the end of the world kind of thing. Yeah, I I think, and also like it gives you time. But say for, for me, I was happy because oh shit, I I wasn't feeling that well anyway. So maybe I get an extra couple of days to heal up. So that's what, for yeah. next Monday, I'll be okay to join. I yeah, I completely agree. Like I've like I said, I've been training for like two weeks, so mm-hmm. I can't wait to go back next week. And I know I hope his cardio is hurting because mine sucks. I need somebody <laughs> to catch up to me. Yeah, yeah, or fall behind you, you yeah. mean? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm excited to go back to the mats, and, you know, people will be like, Travis, where you been? Like, you know, but it's a, it's all part of your journey, you yeah. know? I'm, I, I never joined it to be a world champ, so why do I treat myself like I want to be a world champ, yeah. you know? So I just want to have fun, so I should treat it as just having fun. That's 100% true. It's, it's that damn Gordon Ryan. He's challenging everyone. You want to be the next. Everyone compares himself to Gordon Ryan, which I find crazy. Everyone's inspired to be him. Like he's great. I I I get it. I mean, he's all right. He's all right. He's never tapped me. He's never tapped me either. So whatever, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. But like, I think people like expect too much sometimes from jujitsu or anything, karate, uh, muay thai, whatever. They they want to be this mindset of like I'm gonna be the next kind of champion kind of thing, and they they can't like understand that you know it's something to help you grow as a person like on and mm-hmm. off the mats. So my question for you guys is, yeah, sometimes it could like impact our day to day, or sometimes we just can't go. But do you find jujitsu has given you something outside off the mats kind of thing, like on your work life, your personal life, uh, family life? Like has it has it given you something more than just learning jujitsu and Hurting people. <laughs> yeah, it gave me cauliflower ear. Right on. Nice. Yeah. Right on. <laughs> I can. Hear- I have very little actually. I don't have very much cauliflower. I wish. I see some of these new guys, <laughs> oh, and they've been training like two years, and I'm like, look at those ears. I want those ears. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it, it's giving me confidence. You know, obviously, it's it's good knowing that yeah, you can defend yourself against probably ninety percent of the population. Uh, somewhat or minimize damage as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, it's just, that's, that's pretty much it. It's a good way of exercise, even though I'm kind of out of shape now, but uh, I don't know, giving me a really good friendship, giving me a badass podcast. Nice. Uh, you know, it's <laughs> like, I feel more confident with my wife walking down the street too, you know? So if someone comes up talking some trash, I know all I have to do is run away and leave her there. Exactly. You know? So it's Spot like, on. well played, sir. <laughs> Well played. Well played. What are you, John? Well, if I find myself in a really stressful spot at work, uh, or maybe I have to do something at work that's uncomfortable or whatever, I will always think back to, I have not done anything harder than jujitsu. Mm-hmm. Like, when I'm getting crushed by some mammoth of a man, and I'm not a claustrophobic guy, and all of a sudden I'm feeling claustrophobic, and I'm, I'm burning up in that gi, and I can't breathe. Yeah. And I look at the clock, and I see there's still fucking three minutes to go. <laughs> and I make it through that three minutes. I've never found anything more difficult than that. Uh, so, yeah, it helps me out a lot at work. That's for sure. Yeah. Whenever I find myself, like, stressed at work or I, I'm going through something at work, I just think back to that. And I'm like, look, if I can get through that, I can easily get through this. And uh, 
that's how it's helped me with pretty much everything in life at this point. Anything that's difficult, yeah. I equate back to those hard ass rolls. Yeah, and, for sure. Uh, it's fine. You gotta appreciate those full mounts to the face where you can't breathe, and that's like it. <laughs> exactly like those yeah. those extreme moments. Like for I say for me personally with my experience, like nothing's harder than jujitsu because like you're pretty much at some points you're dying, and three minutes might seem like an hour. That's what people yeah. don't understand. Like, oh, you only do seven minute rounds, eight minute rounds. I'm like, come to the gym and see how fast you'll gas up in 19 seconds. Like yeah. th- that time is very crucial and you get quite a workout and that stress that you get. Cause I used to be semi claustrophobic because when I hurt my back, I was claustrophobic of that MRI machine where I'm in a booth for like 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like I, I have to stop mm-hmm. so many times. But besides that, there's other things in life that like, I used to be very, um, very stressed out, uh, uh, th- no, the depression, anxiety, all these things I used to have that I know jujitsu has helped me on my journey too, because even the idea of me doing like, now I'm doing a podcast, I, I do my Instagram channel, I'm doing all these things, social media. I would never have done this because of jujitsu, because jujitsu let me help me you know, face my fears and not like doubt myself. Like I have that confidence now that even though I'm, I'm still new and I don't know what the hell I'm doing kind of thing, I'm just like, I'm winging it, but you know what? I'm doing it. I'm, Sometimes I'm, I'm shy right. of my, my own voice. Like I, I think in my mind, I sound like, I don't know, Morgan Freeman or uh, someone like with a cool raspy voice. But when I hear myself, I'm holy shit, do I really sound like this? I don't, <laughs> I don't care anymore. I don't care. Right. And you just was giving me that, like not the care, not to get mad for people who honk on the street. Yeah. I'm going slower. They, they call me every name in the book, this and that, or like, I don't feel like I want to get angry. I don't want to get, I don't like hurt anyone. I just want to be relaxed. I'm the Zen. And I have confidence. So I think jujitsu has helped me and I'm sure more, a lot more people than me. And that's why I always praise jujitsu for everyone. I think it's, it's just an amazing sport. Do you guys? Yeah, I I'd, yeah. I'd agree with that. I definitely, you know, feel like I'm more level-headed now, mm. much calmer of a person. And then uh, it's, it's a good, it's a good uh, escape too from your, your day-to-day life. Yeah. You know, when you, when you go to class and, roll and get beat up and you know when you feel like you're having a bad day it doesn't get much worse than when you go to the gym and then you really have a bad day yeah, <laughs> and then you're like all right i guess my day wasn't that bad <laughs> the sweat goes in your that mouth sucked <laughs> yeah today i am the nail yeah. Yeah. i was at a class last week and man i got destroyed I, and, uh, I mean everybody was just killing me I couldn't feel my forearms anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it, it was like mandatory, like five rolls before class was over. Yeah. And uh, I was just done. I was destroyed. And I was like, yeah, whatever. I was the nail today. Like, yeah. <laughs> one day I'll be the hammer. The next day I'll be the nail. Whatever. Yeah. Or one day I'll be the, the case of staph infection. And then hopefully in a week or two, it'll be good. See, uh, yes. Or I, maybe ringworm. Or maybe. Ring, ringworm. Oof. Yes. I remember, here's a story. When I first got staph infection, I thought I was stupid and I got myself cut badly by shaving. And here's what happened. I shaved and I cut myself very slightly. And the thing is, uh, the next day or I rolled and a week later, we found out that someone had staph infection. So what happened was on my neck, I got staph infection, but it was growing and growing. And I thought to myself, what an idiot. I can't shave. But then I was researching and the, the doctor told me, no, that's a staph infection. So I thought, so what happened was I made my little cut. And because I'm on a staph infection, they rub on me and they sweat on me. It just grew. I got all over my neck. I missed like two weeks of uh, jujitsu for this. But I actually thought mm. to myself, 
that it was the blades and it's i'm an idiot i don't really shape myself anymore and i just made my my neck all worse when reality was i had a minor cut and it just grew from staph infection and then holy shit what i was like this my wife's like what's wrong with you like, i can't move my neck if i move my neck it's gonna bleed it's gonna pus it's like it's the worst place i just let my beard grow so to hide it a bit but it was like the worst place like, like how do you want me to roll like this i can't do anything it's the worst you guys remember your first case of whatever it was like staff or ring like i got a ringworm right now never had i put, I put a picture on our struggle cuddle is this ringworm and they're like yep i was like fucking great fantastic yeah 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 i haven't had staff or ringworm yet, yet so knock on wood once again yeah but, knock on wood for uh, real. luckily I, I think i had ringworm when i wrestled like my freshman year once but uh other than that that no no I'm usually uh i don't roll enough with people to to do it i'm usually the guy that they're like all right everyone get a couple rounds i'm like oh shit gotta go sorry got the baby at home thanks like y'all are disgusting i'm like, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding but i mean i would roll with john right now if, if he wanted to but i just and afterwards, I'd just bathe in bleach. Bathe in bleach. Yeah. And I'm like the I'm like the clean freak guy. I shower yeah, before that's... every class, um, immediately after class. Like, um, I've always had sensitive skin, so I can't use like fragrant soaps and stuff like that. Yeah. So I'm like really aware. And uh, it's funny because I, I I just told him I put a picture on one of our Facebook mm -hmm. groups asking, "Is this ringworm?" And they're like, "Yep." Yeah. And I was like, oh, "Okay, I'll take two weeks off." Yeah, just in case. And our instructor's like, "No, just put some iodine on it. It's dead in two days. You can come back." I was like, "Well, all right, we'll, we'll see." I was like, "Anybody want to sign up to be my partner, crickets?" <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I had uh, I had one more question for you guys. Now that you guys have Instagram, you have uh, you're on Facebook, you have your podcast. Where do you guys see yourself in the next uh four or five years from now doing all this social media you still want to continue doing the social media with the podcast and all that stuff do you we're like where do you where's the vision kind of thing uh john what's your what's your vision for this go john well started um, off as i've always said travis is pretty much the brains and the muscle behind the entire podcast when he hit me up for this we were in japan mm -hmm. he was like hey man um let's do a podcast i was like travis i'm not doing a podcast and he's like, come on, man, do the podcast. I'm like, Travis, I'm not doing the podcast. I'm not a people person. He's not. And he's like, uh, and I'm old, right? I don't know all this shit. I still don't know how to use Instagram. And he's like, come on, just do the podcast. I'm like, no, I'm not doing it, Travis. He's like, I just want you to come on the podcast with me. I will do all the work. And I was like, all right, all right. And uh, basically, that's how I got roped into the podcast. And, yeah. Uh, but like I said, I enjoy it. You know, yeah. we, we meet interesting people, but mm -hmm. Travis hands down does most of the work. I just have my time in here where I come talk with him on the podcast. But I know Travis would like to see this as a full-time gig. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because um, he's young and he still has dreams where mine have all been shattered and destroyed. <laughs> but, uh, go ahead, Travis. What you <laughs> Let's hear your part. It's, it's well, more. all right, Debbie Downer over here. Jesus, way to yeah. lead me into that. Top that one. No, what he said, no. <laughs> No, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I would love to have this full time. I would love to work from home and do, you know, content creation yeah. as a, a full time gig. Uh, we're far away from doing that. But mm -hmm. uh, if you would have told me a year ago that we would be even as far as we are now, I would, you know, I would be surprised. Um, we've had a lot of tremendous growth in the last year, um, especially the last like six, seven months. So it's a. Uh, it's definitely, I think it's more possible now than it's ever been. Mm -hmm. So, uh, we just, I just got to keep, keep doing what we're doing and, um, 
And I think I think it's a, definitely a possibility to have John as one of my employees. You know, it's like <laughs> <laughs> right now the LLC split fifty fifty, so it does, he's, we're, we're we're equals. Uh, but it's like it's uh, I, I would love to do it full time. Seventy thirty. Seventy thirty. And I would love for John to want to do it full time too, if it ever came down to it and the money was right. Yeah. You know, but I mean, it it had to be right, 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 yeah, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> but we need a lot more sponsors. We need a lot, a lot more listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, we need people to support us through our sponsors. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, that's that's definitely the ultimate goal, even with our YouTube channel. Yeah. I mean, if you guys check out our YouTube channel, we have a lot of content on mm-hmm. there. Uh, a lot of the podcast stuff, podcast clips, shorts, and um, some extra content that we've done. Like we've done like a uh, grappler's holiday gift guide mm-hmm. um, and some other stuff. Like I did like a gi review and, and things like that. So trying to find ways to where we can monetize our, our stuff a little bit more. So, but while still staying, staying true to why we do this in the first place, it's not, a, it's not a cash grab and I don't ever want it to feel like we're to people that we're going for a cash grab. I mean, yeah, we do still maintain full-time jobs. Yeah. yeah. We, we both have kids, you know, full-time families and, and all of that. So finding the energy to do anything is just difficult sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Like we, like we don't even have an episode for next week because we've just been so freaking busy. Mm-hmm. Luckily, we already put out four episodes this month, so I don't feel bad for us skipping a week. Yeah. Um, but like next weekend, John's not going to be here. We still have an interview to go on next week, so I'll be doing a solo interview by myself. Mm-hmm. And you know, I mean, he's a personality anyway. You know, <laughs> I don't think so. John, John is. How, how can you say I'm the personality when you look like Robert Downing Jr.? Uh, I didn't wear my glasses. <laughs> put you guys are so cute together. I love it. <laughs> What's like we're like a married couple? couple yeah, I'll say married couple is the next thing. That's uh, that's actually good. So. It's good to hear because uh, you know my wife asked me like, "What's the whole purpose of this social media on Instagram and this podcast? What's your goal?" And my answer is, I don't know. I really don't know. I have no one. Just do it. Just I'm just doing it. I'm having fun. I, I can't think long-term what's going to happen. I don't know. A year from now, five years from now, I have no idea. And I think I heard this speech once. I think it was from Matthew McConaughey. He won this award. And basically the speech was saying like, Matthew, like someone's asked Matthew, where do you see yourself in five years? And the answer was, well, ask me again in five years from now, I'm still chasing that person. And I think that's the best kind of reference. Like you, you don't stop. Don't, don't ever settle like for five years from now, what your goal is. Just keep on, you know, keep on dreaming kind of thing. Just keep on going. Like I told my wife, like I only had two subscribers, myself and you. That's all I had on Instagram. Now I have a little bit more. I'm having fun. I have more audience attention. I still don't know what I want to do. Do I want to do this full time? I don't know. I have a good job right now. I'm working. I have all this time to do podcasting, social media and be a dad and, it's a good balance right now. I find it's just, mm-hmm. I, I'm not complicating things. I'm not like, it's not impacting my life, my wife, my, my son, like, you know, it's just, it's really fun to do. And I see it with you guys too. Like you guys are having a blast. I'm, I'm super happy you guys said yesterday. And I know I'm pretty sure it won't be the last time we speak. Hint, hint. <laughs> hint, hint. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Man. I'm definitely glad that you, uh, you invited us on, man. It's always, a. Uh... It's always very humbling, and we're always very gracious when when someone asks for our time yeah. for you know what I mean to help them out. So uh, can't thank you enough. You know it's a uh, it's it's very cool coming coming on your show and talking jits with you, man. I appreciate that. And on on a side note, which you guys don't know, be I haven't seen is actually I message you guys every couple of days for like advice for podcasting, and you guys are like yeah. nothing but nice and helping me on that. So like a lot of people won't do that. So yeah. 
cool guys. Pretty cool. No, yeah. I'm I like I tell everyone, I, I answer every direct message on Facebook, Instagram. I'll talk to anyone that wants to talk to us or they want to badmouth us. I kill <laughs> you with kindness. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't care. Um, you know, and we're open books. John actually has a lot of knowledge when it comes to podcasting and, and whatnot. He just doesn't know it yet. But if you were to ask him about something, I'm sure he could answer and give you a, a good answer. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're open books about anything that about the knowledge we've gained over the years, whether it's through jujitsu, podcasting yeah. or whatever. Uh, we're, we're not those guys that are going to put it behind a paywall or, yeah. or, you know, try to keep the secrets from how our success and whatnot. So um, we're, if anyone ever wants to talk to us, we're, we're always there. For sure. So right. John's on Facebook more than I am. I'm more on Instagram. So yeah. old school Facebook yeah. format. <laughs> yeah. Post the pictures of his grill and shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, I was like, why is this feeding my Instagram? What the hell? Set this up? Water. Oh God. And we'll yeah. for sure. And we'll end it on there. So guys, thank you again. And you guys can catch them on elbows tight on Instagram and elbows tight podcast. So guys, thank you again. And again, we'll be in touch. No oil checks here. No oil checks there. No, no oil checks here. Is that what we're doing? Yeah, no oil checks. No oil checks. No let's end it off with an us. Okay. Thanks again, guys. <laughs> Very typical. Have a good one, guys. Us. All right. Thanks, guys.